Welcome to Hellcats Podcast, where we discuss holistic cat nutrition and behavior. I'm Kate. And I'm Ace. And today we're talking about finicky felines. My cat is so picky. How many times have you heard this? <laughs> 3,728 <laughs> times. Keeping it. Got them on. Got a tally them. Yeah, I got a tally. <laughs> so heads up the we've kind of discussed most of the things that are in this um, episode and previous episodes. So check out other episodes if you're interested in a deeper dive. Um, cause there, I think that there will be a lot of overlap throughout this whole yeah. thing because most things are kind of intertwined and this yeah. one's sort of the like quick and dirty on all the different picky reasons. Mm-hmm. So if you're like cherry picking mm-hmm. episodes and you only, you're like, I picky cats, that's like my top five, one of my top five topics. This is the one for you. Um, if you don't deal with a picky cat. Just stay and hang out and maybe maybe there'll be a little bit of new stuff, but it is stuff, some points that we have discussed before. Yeah. So cats are known for being finicky or particular, but often within reason. So there's many factors that come into play if a cat's picky. And so today we're going to do our detective work to see if your cat is actually a finicky eater or if you're just fucking up. <laughs> so we we joke a lot that like your cat's behavior is probably your fault. And that, that may seem harsh, but it's usually true. Mm. So today we're going to dig into some reasons why you might call your cat picky or spoiled or finicky. And um, yeah, figure out the dang tang. So where are we going to start, Eggs? Well, one of, so the first reason we're going to discuss is they might be picky because they're stressed AF. Um, Surprise, this is like one of the most common recurring culprits for unsavory cat behavior. So cats eat better when they're relaxed and not stressed out. Um, And like, so some of the ways like you'll see like you can kind of see or tell if cat um, stress is the culprit for them not eating is like um, you'll hear people say like their cat will only eat when they're home or their cat will only eat if they're petting them. If those are things you're seeing, it could be a stress issue. Um, and so, yeah, are we going to get into ways to like mitigate or are we just kind of going through the the top reasons and then getting um. Feel free to add whatever the fuck. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just add a little bit of a sauce to the sauce to the meat. Yeah. Um. So, like, if you have a multi-cat household, this is going to be, like, feeding them in different areas. Like, seeing if they're experiencing food aggression from other cats. If they're um, a new pet, they might just be getting adjusted to your home. And so, um, it could come with time that they get more relaxed, but... Um, If it's something that like the cat you've had for 10 years just like can't deal with with eating um, or seems like there's behavior that indicates that they're stressed out. um, Yeah, we we will talk about some more ways to deal with that. But um, that is definitely a top reason that cats will do a lot of different things. And I would say if it's stress um, and if it's like other cats and they're experiencing like food aggression or bullying. You might see this accompanied with like some not good litter box behaviors or with um, 
you know, just behavior that indicates that they're not comfortable in their space, like walking around sort of on guard all the time or hiding a lot. Um, those are all signs of stress. And that, I mean, we're going to talk about cat stress a lot throughout this mm -hmm. because there's so many factors that can cause stress in a cat that we don't really like you wouldn't think about. Yeah. Um, just so like yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. Cats. <laughs> They're just like us. <laughs> <laughs> so another reason for um, a finicky eater could be they don't like the texture. So I think of, as we've talked before, texture is often more important to a cat than the protein source. So we mentioned this in episode six about food transition or introduction, but uh, brachycephalic cats are more, more likely to eat food that stands up like robust kibble pieces or like large chunks of meat because their face is so squished and they can't get to it unless it's standing up. <laughs> so like a, a flat kibble or a wet food that's like really soupy is not going to be ideal if you got a squished dude. Yeah. You got one of those Persian fancy feast babies. They don't want to get their precious little face buried no. in that wet food. It could go no. up their nose and oh, it could God. aspirate. It's no good. And drown. We're like, and my cat drown. drown. In their <laughs> oh, oh, Terrible. Okay. So I was really excited about this dealio. So um, I stumbled upon the internet. Um, so this Christopher Fig is a senior scientist, uh, technical services manager at AFB International. Honestly, I don't know what the fuck that is, but this is, I gotta give credit what credit is due. Anyway, Christopher did a, a study on kibble shape and its effect on feline palatability. And I'll link this in the show notes, but this is fucking wild. Like the amount of like science that went into figuring out like the the why cats eat or what they want how much pressure is in the extrusion probably like mm -hmm. it's it's so wild so three big things make up in the study the palatability which is raw materials so that's the fats oils meats all that shit uh texture size and shape and then processing mm -hmm. all these things were going to play a role so the preferred shape of the kibble was the o like the disc shape and that barely beat the x which is the, the cross or star shape but if you did you look at that link oh i didn't even send it to you here i'm gonna send it to you right now it's like it's so nerdy and sciencey <laughs> but it's like it's i was good, showing it's it a good ish it's like the yeah peer-reviewed stuff i was like showing it to nix and i was like look at this this is wild we gotta get a whole chris we gotta get him on like, the show <laughs> I would actually love that. <laughs> but yeah, it's from like Pet Food Forum, 2011 Pet Food Industry. But it, I mean, it really breaks down because like you think about, you know, kibble texture or shape or whatever. And it's like there's there's just so much that goes into it. And I really am going to cut myself off from talking about this. I just got way too excited about this study. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, wow. Anyway. So, yeah texture and shape um are are big key um things in in regards to why a cat might be picky and so the next reason which we did discuss in episode four was that their dishes are too deep so um we have that again we have an entire episode dedicated to whiskers and talk about this Whisker. but um 
Oh, I'm sorry, by the way. I have all the noise. I don't know. I was like, I'm talking to her and I forgot to mute myself. Uh. <laughs> sorry. Um, so basically, if the whiskers touch the side of their bowls, they can be deterred from eating what's at the bottom because it causes whisker stress. And um, they just don't like eating when their whiskers are touching the bowl. So getting those like flat dishes or plates, um, something that's flatter for them to eat um, from is is ideal because they're just more likely to actually finish their food or want to eat it at all. Because um, as we mentioned in that episode, um, it's like very overstimulating to them to have their whiskers um, being sort of activated and sensitized while they're eating. Because remember what you said, like, what is it? 40% of a cat senses. Yeah. It comes from like their, their whisker, like their sensory information that their brain processes is from just from like the parts of their body that have whiskers. So basically like their legs and their face. Um, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Save save the deep dish for the pizza place, baby. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no Chicago style cat feeding around here. Uh, uh, okay. It's sour. <laughs> wow. Okay. So another reason they may, may be picky is they may have gotten sick from a particular food. And so now they associate it with being evil or not worthy of consumption. Like, I think that. I don't actually know all the science science behind all this, but like cats will hold grudges and that like, you know, if they have a urinary tract infection, like they think the litter box is the thing that's hurting them. And so they're not going to be prone to like wanting to use that if they think like, imagine if you were like peeing and then like something in the toilet, like you thought would like stabbed you and it's like, I'm not fucking (laughs) No, thank you. But anyway, I mean, it's the same thing with like if you drink and then you never want to drink gin or tequila. I think we've we've talked we've about this that. But comparison. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's sort of like their brains are kind of like ours. And like when they don't have all the complete information, they come up with reasons why. So they don't necessarily understand that they, they don't really have a way to understand that they have a urinary tract infection or that um, they threw up from an reason unre- unrelated to the food. Because if you think about survival, like, the survival, that kind of like very, um, you know, primitive brain that a, a cat is still like locked into or that primal brain is that if you eat something and it makes you sick, your survival instincts are going to tell you not to eat that again because mm-hmm. it could be poison or it could be bad for you. Or you could have just eaten it too fast, but your brain is like, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, nope, that's bad for me. I don't like it anymore. Um yeah. I mean, I wish that worked better with alcohol for people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seems like a lot of people go back. They're like, whiskey, it's great all the time. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, our brains, you know, their brains want to um, to make sense of what's happening. And so it can lead to them turning their nose up to food. So another reason they might be picky is because they don't like the placement of their bowls. Um, and this can be especially important in multi-cat households. So cats... Um, should be fed ideally um, if there's like bullying or food aggression or territorial issues happening. You want to feed cats in separate locations and keep in mind that some cats like to eat high up so they might want to be in their cat tree 
or on like some kind of table or the the kitchen counter, which is where two of my cats eat. And we're just really good about wiping up after them every day. Yep. Timber does too. <laughs> two cats that eat on different kitchen counters and then one cat that gets eats very slowly. And so she eats in the bathroom um, with the door closed until she's done. So the other cats don't come and like, because what was happening is she was eating on the floor in the kitchen and the other cats would finish super fast and just stand like right next to her, like super close up until she finished. And I was like, wow, what a what a relaxing, soothing environment. <laughs> just like one cat's like up in your grill, like waiting for you to be done so they can lick your plate afterwards. Yeah. No, like fuck off, bro. Um, yeah. And also like keeping... um keeping food bowls away from litter boxes and generally also like away from water. Um, they gen tend to like, like their water and food to be in different places. And that has to do, um, they believe that has to do with like contamination. So cats sort of instinctively like know that food and water, like don't drive essentially. Um, if, if like if dry food gets wet, it can lead to spoilage and such. So um, so yeah, and also avoiding like high traffic areas. So in a hallway, in a place where like kids are playing around anything, like any high traffic area of your house, that's why like laundry rooms, bathrooms, um, you know, if you feed them in the kitchen, don't do it like while you're cooking dinner. Um, yeah, we'll spend a little bit more time on this. Um, and there's so much to more to discuss about cats and water, but, um, yeah. Make sure that those are separate, that like food, um, shit, food and water all belong in different places. They don't belong <laughs> in the same place. And like if you have a studio apartment, that can get really tricky. Um, but you just want to make sure they're not um, they're not close by. Yeah. And we'll talk about too expanding the environment, like, yes. you know, building up. Yes. Building um, up when you can't build. So who doesn't love options? I love options. So if you can get your hand on samples, again, a lot of pet food stores, like companies are, send them hella samples to give out. So lay out, like make like a nice little board for your, for your cats to, to, it, it seems silly. And we did this at the place all the time, but I'd be like, look, take these three different foods, lay them out separately and see what your cat gravitates towards. Because guess what? They more likely than not will sniff one, sniff one, sniff one, and then go to their favorite. So give them options and like, let them tell you what they like. Like they can actually communicate in that way. I am going to find the study on this, but, um, there have been studies done about cats eating like cats know how to eat for the exact amount of nutrients they need. Um, for nutrient balance. And so like letting cats pick their own food can actually be really important because their bodies just like know what they need. Like we don't really oh. have that, right? Like we'll just be like, I can do pizza and corn dogs and mac and cheese till the uh -huh. end of time. And then like maybe like a couple days later, I'll be like, mm, maybe a salad is good for you. But cats know, they know what they need. And so like if you have a cat that like overeats, it can also be just because they're not getting the right nutrient balance, which is, again, is why, like, variety is so important. But if you let a cat pick their food, 
they also are potentially like knowing that that's like the amount of protein that and fat that their body needs, which I think is they're so smart and like their bodies just know how to do so much. And I'll definitely find that and put it in the show notes because yes, please. Um, it's it's there is like one food company. It's the one that we've mentioned before that is the one that does it for like all the different breeds. But they actually are like kind of at the forefront of doing a lot of this research, too, about like texture and kibble shape. And like that's why they have so many types of food. It's like not completely marketing. It's because like they've done research and have figured out what what kinds of like textures and and different things cats like. But it's just it's just that is just so amazing to me. (laughs) Yeah, it's like what? Yeah. How do they know? Like cats, like all cats like this one, like one type of kibble shape more than others, like almost, you know, exclusively or, you know, so much more than others. Or they know like what percentage of protein they should be eating inherently to like keep their body fueled and you know supported. It's it's amazing. That's wild. So, okay, let's talk about how we can incentivize the picky guys. I didn't know that was a rhyme. That's cool. So, uh, strategy number one is stop free feeding. Please stop free feeding. Please stop free feeding your cat. Cats don't (laughs) graze. That's not like that is uh, that is not the way cats are designed to be. So establishing meal times because cats are less likely to try something new or foreign if the old faithful cat buffet is open 24 <laughs> hours a day. Um, in the wild, there is no feline buffet. Cats get hungry and then they hunt and then they eat and then they groom and they sleep. And so um, re- and they repeat the cycle over and over and over again. So um, you're sort of messing with like their their cycle and their ability to do the things they need to do, like getting that playtime in before they eat is a really good one because it's sort of jumpstarting them getting into that cycle um, that they fall into. So my cats eat four meals a day. Um, It is a, a lot, but like, I mean, we're home. One of us is home like almost all the time. So um, it just it just works and it keeps them from like we talked about in the previous episode. It also keeps them from throwing up from eating too much food at once. If OK, in regard in, in, in line with the stop, stop prefeeding, if they don't eat when you put the food down, pick it up. Um, You you really it's really important to establish mealtimes and like eggs was saying, you know, the hunt, eat, groom, sleep situation. You will notice a big difference, a shift in your cat's like temperament when you, um, you know, lean into their like naturalism. Um, So don't allow the food to sit out for more than, you know, 20 minutes or say that's that's what I say. 20 minutes or so. Um, Not because it'll go bad, but what we're trying to establish is the cat. You eat this food when it presents itself. And so, like, if you put the food out and, again, I'm definitely a hard love kind of <laughs> kind of bitch. <laughs> like, I will not give in to pathetic meowing because cats will meow. They'll get what they want. And guess mm. what? They'll keep fucking meowing. And then it's 3 o'clock and they're meowing. And then you wake up and they're tripping you when you're on the way to the bathroom. Like, it just try to get out of that. Put some fucking headphones on or something. But 
present the food again and like, you know, even a couple hours after another play session. Um, but don't give in to their little cute meows and you really need to like establish, um, meal times. Period. Also, decreasing treats. So cats are less motivated to eat meals if they're being treated throughout the day. Um, so yeah, if you're feeding a bunch of those little crunchy uh, treats, I'm like yeah, fucking no, I don't want to eat a dinner if I've been eating cookies all day. Because all of it's are you kidding me. Food, like it's all food. Like even like and like if you're giving your cat treats, like you need to factor that into their like caloric intake. Yes, because yes. like it's not. It's not like ice cream doesn't count, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it all counts. And yeah, if you're if you do 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 a decent amount of treating, like I think the rule is sort of like no more than 10 percent of their yeah. diet. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit different if you're training them, like especially when they're younger. But um, but yeah, you don't want to um, get their get them all confused and thinking like treats are better. So that's what I'm going to eat. And then I'm not going to eat my dinner. Like no dessert unless you finish your dinner. <laughs> that old. Yeah. I know yep. it's not what we do with kids anymore, like necessarily, <laughs> but with cats, we can be old school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So again, making them work for it. So cats in the wild eat eight to 10 small meals throughout the day. Um, they hunt and they kill small animals like mice and stuff like that. So they really, um, have to work for it and they like to work for it. Mm -hmm. Um, so cats, um, though hunters by nature, they don't necessarily get the workout they need and often crave. So this comes back to that hunt, eat, groom, sleep cycle. So before presenting, um, a new food, spend a good 10 or 15 minutes Haunting your cat with a mouse or a feather or a piece of string or like whatever, you know, the the little thing that comes off of the milk jug when you open yes. it up. <laughs> that one is like a classic. Um, yeah. Or a cap or God, I saw my cat running around with the funniest thing. And luckily, my cats don't try to swallow or chew or eat things like this. But, you know, like. Sometimes you'll get a new electronic thing and the plug, like the plug-in comes with like a little uh, cap on it. I saw her uh -huh. running around the house with it. She was carrying it in her mouth. Like she was going to take it to her den. Cute. <laughs> it's so cute. But yeah, my cats will find, they always find the silliest things to, yeah, to play with. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's just finding what they like, right? And, and we'll do a whole kind of um, episode on like, Prey preference, but like people will be like, oh, my cat doesn't play. And it's like, well, maybe you haven't found toys that appeal to them. Like if you're just throwing little furry mice around and they're like, uh, what, like faux fur or like yeah. nylon or something, it's like, well, that might not be appealing, but find like, like Timber loves the rabbit fur covered oh, yeah. like mice or you know what her favorite toy is actually her own hair so after <laughs> i brush her i will roll that up yes, into a ball. Love the hair ball so stoked about it so if your cat doesn't play figure out because your cats want to play that's them yeah. hunting like that that's like ingrained in them like no so, cat is like i don't hunt like yeah <laughs> like no cat is like i they just don't have it and it's like think about the things that cats want to play with like bugs um small animals or large animals like those kicking toys which essentially mm -hmm. mimic them disemboweling an animal 
Um, yeah, there's all kinds of different things or birds or different stuff like that. So it's just about finding the right thing. Yeah. And keeping it natural. Feathers, fur, like leather, suede, that sort of yeah. thing. I feel like ignites more of their hunt. Yeah. Drive. And it's also like lucky for us. They don't play for very long at one time. Uh-huh. It's like 10 minutes max with my cats. Like If that. <laughs> when they're younger, like kittens can play for a lot longer, obviously. Or if they're just a younger cat. So cats until they're about two to four years old, like they'll still be really active. Um, They're not like, you know. They're not, uh, what am I trying to say? Like a husky that's going to go out and run for like hours on end. Like it's literally going to be five to 10 minutes before you feed them. Just like try, try to get in the habit. Like mm-hmm. even if you like, you know, you can't do it every single time, like try to do it like once or twice a day. And you're, I think once you see that behavior change around food, it's very incentivizing to see results and then be motivated to do it. Absolutely. I mean, fucking get a wand toy and wiggle it behind you when you're making your coffee. Like, it's you don't even have to like really be that engaged. Like, it's like like very (laughs) passive. Like, I throw the thing, they play with it. Like, if you have like a partner or a roommate, like, if you're, you know, some cats will bring the mouse back, but just like toss it across the room, they chase it, toss, you know, the other person tosses it back, and you're just basically playing catch all morning until. The cat gets worn out and then they can. Yep. Beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, so the next thing is making food more enticing. So this could be um, introducing novel proteins that they haven't had or different textures of food. So if you normally feed, always feed like a pate style, t- try a shredded, try something that's soupy, try something that has like meaty chunks in it. Um, add hot water or warm up the food a little bit. So um, that can increase, again, it increases palatability like we've discussed before. Um, And adding toppers, like um, there's lots of great things you can put on top. So this can be like, if your cat is like always been a dry food cat, like, you know, and you're trying to switch to wet, you can put a little dry food on the top of that wet food to try to like incentivize them or use a freeze dried food or a little bit of a treat that they really bonito like. Bonito flakes. Oh, yes. Bonito flakes. Like, <laughs> bonito flakes are just delicious. These are like kitty crack. Yeah. It's like kitty crack. I mean, I love bonito flakes. So, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. My God. They're delicious. Or like salmon yeah. oil and, and supplements that are like gonna be really tasty as well. And smelly, yeah. And smelly. So a big note, like you can add water to kibble. Like if you want to add warm water in there and like kind of mush it around and make it like gravy-esque. So moisture is dope. But if you're putting water on dry food, it can increase bacteria growth and it can lead to spoilage. So if you are adding water or any liquid to dry food, if they don't eat it within like a half hour or so, pick it up because it can Uh get real gross. Yeah. Another note on this is that sometimes I've heard people say, well, I don't want to add water to their dry food because then it's not going to clean their teeth. Oh, we're going to get into this, baby. Like we're going to get into a little (laughs) bit. I'm sorry. I got to do it. But like number one, unless the cat's food is formulated to be a dental health formula that specifically has ingredients added to it that prevent 
like plaque buildup. That is a thing. Cats, kibble does not clean animals' teeth. Um, it is it's like, I always say it's like brushing your teeth with a potato. Yeah, like, it's, it's like not doing it. Have you ever eaten a cracker, like a cheese? Like, let's say it's like a cheese cracker. Like you're, you're, you're like going hard on some goldfish. Do you feel like that's <laughs> cleaning your teeth? Cause it's definitely not. It's full of carbohydrates, which are sugar. Um, so yeah, it doesn't clean their teeth. Um, and as we've mentioned, cats don't really chew their food. Like they might crunch a little bit, but they don't really chew. So um, that's not, that's like kind of a myth around it. Like it doesn't clean their teeth. Um, we'll get into teeth dental health in another episode, but just want to throw that out there. (laughs) That's like one of the most annoying things I hear is that, oh, I have to feed kibble or I don't want to like add water because they won't clean their teeth. And I'm like, that's not how anything works, Mm -mm. (laughs) like at all, Mm -mm. like just on so many levels because of cats specifically. And again, um, you know, I get that like a Nature Valley granola bar, very hard and crunchy, <laughs> not doing shit to clean your mouth out. So no, just no. and plus too, like, <laughs> cats don't have the the amylase in their saliva, which is what breaks yeah. down the shit. So yeah. it just is sticking. It's just yeah, sticking it just there and gets gross. And like that's when my cats have stinky ass mouths. Is because... and they don't have like a shirt to just like wipe their teeth yeah. off with it throughout the day when they. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if you, so, I mean, if you want to brush your, but we'll get into it. You can brush your cat's teeth. It's a great idea. You got to kind of get them in there early with it and train them mm-hmm. around it. But that kibble is not a substitute, um, is not like a dental health move, as it were. Yeah. No, 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 no. Thank you for saying that. Um, <laughs> I feel like I can look, I can see it in your face. You're like, I can't fucking contain myself. Yeah. It's going to come out. <laughs> I feel like I have to say it because somebody that listens that knows about cats is going to be like, how did you not bring up yeah. The, yeah. the kibble sitch? You know what? Again, though, like we are still early in on this. This is episode nine. We are still tempering ourselves. Like there's already <laughs> been a lot of crossover and stuff, but like you could not, you, the listener, could not handle it if we just, like, <laughs> popped off and, you know, went as hard as we want. Like, I those, <laughs> and I think the thing is, like, we'll get there, but I also think those are going to be, like, our Patreon, like, subscriber episodes where we yes. really, like, go off and get, it's, like, going to be Hellcats After Dark where we get, Ooh. like, completely honest or... What is it like the after party or I don't know. Uncensored after party. Fucking. Yeah. The what is like the champagne? Not a champagne room. That's totally (laughs) different. (laughs) Different thing. Um, I like where you're going with it. Oh, my God. Let's work with it. We'll work with it. But Um, yeah, get thank you for saying that, too. But no, for real, the Patreon is going to be where you're getting, you know, we're going to dig really deep in. we're really going to get our claws in. Um, So, yeah. Check out Hellcats Pod on Patreon. Yeah. And so the last thing is like, if you're just like trying all these things, it's not working. Like, um, you know, you're kind of driving yourself crazy trying to do different stuff to figure out what's going to appeal. Um, we got to rule out an underlying medical condition that mm. can contribute to lack of appetite or rule out a dental issue. Like, so if it's painful for the cats to eat, they're not going to want to eat. So that's when. Um, you're going to want to get in touch with your vet 
um, see what happened, you know, like see what they have to say about it, have them do an exam to just check everything in the mouth, make sure there's no sores or abscesses or they don't need teeth extracted potentially. Um, yeah, dude, when my wisdom tooth surprise was coming in, like, I don't want to fucking eat. It hurt. Yeah. Like, if your mouth is in pain, it's like, it's one of those things you're like, if your cat is exhibiting XYZ behavior, don't fucking get mad at them. Because again, like, cats aren't trying to ruin your life, maybe, unless you're a fat bunion. <laughs> but like, there's generally a reason why cats aren't eating or cats are going outside the litter box or, you know, there's consult the VET, baby. All right. I think that's it for our picky eaters sewed. Um, yeah. I love it. So again, check us out on our website, hellcatspod.com. Um, shoot us an email if you have a picky eater and you're like, I've tried all these things. I've gone to the vet. Nothing's wrong with them. Like, let's work it out. Let's, let's you dig in. You haven't tried everything. You haven't yeah. tried everything. We, we'll think of more. <laughs> we'll get there. We love to prove people wrong. Yeah, Email exactly. us with your questions. Our egos are very invested in solving every cat problem possible. Yeah, so it's real We want to help you live better with your cat. Yeah. And also, Louise Ale. Louise bringing us in, bringing us out. If you love our theme music as much as we do, check them out at Louise Cincy, C I N C Y, dot bandcamp.com. Thanks for joining us. And Thank we'll, you. We'll then here, see you next time.